Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Amen. Let's go over to Psalm 37. And we have some good things to get into today from the Word of God. Psalm 37. I want to look at something that I'm just uh, referring to as step by step. Step by step. What, what God asks anyone to do. Now, when I say this, I, I, I realize that I'm setting myself up for uh, uh, you just to say amen, and you should. But when I say this, what God has asked any of us to do is doable. It can be done because he's asking us to do it. Uh, but there are some things to see. People, people right now are looking for answers. And I know you could say that probably at any time in the world, but right now more than any other time I've ever seen, people are looking for answers. Amen. I was, uh, I was talking, well, I talked to Rusty Saturday and Sunday, and, and, and I just bring this up because uh, they, he told me they, in, in one Saturday, they ministered to 300 people. Amen. 100 people got saved. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's at the mall, talking to people, just going up and breaking the ice and talking to them. Well, people are looking for answers. Amen. Amen. And uh, everything that God asks you to do, he'll be clear about it. But, but I've got to spend my time hearing and doing. All right? Psalm 37 and verse 23, notice what he says. It's a familiar passage of Scripture, but it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So notice he says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The word ordered can be the word established. The the steps of a good man are established. Notice a couple things here. First of all, he says the steps. Not the leaps, not the jumps, the steps of a good man. It may be faster steps or slower steps, but the end result is that God leads us in steps. All right? God leads us in steps. Don't ever try to second guess the Holy Ghost. Don't ever try to get out and, 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 uh, how do I want to say this, anticipate what he's going to do. All right, I'm led by what the Lord says. He says the steps of a good man are ordered or directed or established by the Lord. So when you're facing a challenge or you're moving into something, it's vital that you let the Lord direct the steps you take. Amen. Because believing is not just one size fits all. And, and here's what I mean, it's especially in our circles, 
It's we'll hear how somebody did something, and you should learn from that, and you should get information from it. But here's the thing. Somebody will see somebody else did something, and they'll just jump out and try to replicate that. Well, I mean, you can replicate the faith process, but you can't replicate that leading in your own life. Because the steps God wants you to take may, are, are probably different than the steps that they needed to take. And so believing's not just one size fits all. Amen. Amen. The Lord will direct you how to pray. He'll direct you as to what to say. And He'll tell you the exact scriptures you need to stand on. Now, notice something in John chapter 2. <clears throat> This is a, uh, a scripture that has been ministered on much. This is when Jesus is at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. And uh, they ran out of wine. And verse 3 says, The mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus said, Woman, what have I to do with you? My hour has not come yet. Well, what he's saying is, you know, it's not our responsibility to fix their lack of wine. Preparation, all right? But in any event, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. And the Woos Bible says, do it with dispatch. Do it quickly. Hallelujah. So notice, they said, we don't have wine. And then Mary says to the servants, whatever he says to you, do that. Right? What did God say to you? That's what you have to do. Because the instruction God gave you is specific to you. The instruction God gave you is specific to your circumstance and your situation. And uh, while that seems elementary and it seems simple, here's where a lot of people miss it. Because when you're listening for what God told you to do, and I'm, and I'm going to go through this and show you some things. When you're listening for what God told you to do, then that's what you act on. Amen. Very often this is preaching. See, we've got to act on the Word, whatever the Word says to us. Well, that's applicable, but this is a specific statement to these servants, and Mary's saying whatever He tells you to do, that's what you need to do. Now, you can apply that, that the Word is telling us what to do. That's true. But listen, when you're believing God for something and you're trying to move into something or there's something that's facing you, God will direct you to the Word, but He'll tell you things to do. Amen. Amen. And Well, Lord, I'll say that. There are people that find themselves in bad circumstances and situations because they've not yet done what God has been telling them to do. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. There are people in this room today, there are people that you know, that they are in pain in their body, and they're in pain in their body because they have not yet done what God's been telling them to do. Amen. Mm, hallelujah. You see? And, and until I do what God tells me to do, right? 
I, I can quote every scripture there is pertaining to my circumstance, but if I'm not doing what God told me to do. Amen. I, I, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. I was, uh, it's been some years ago. I, I, I didn't go to the doctor over this or anything, but I just kept having pain in my body. And it just didn't make sense. It was, it was like, it was like in, my, in my joints, it just it was, it wasn't good. And, uh, and uh, so I would go to the Lord, and he would say, uh, cut this out of your diet. Well, the problem is I liked that. Right. Amen. I don't know if that's the laugh of unbelief or the laugh of agreement, but nonetheless, amen. Finally, one day, I just said, okay, Lord, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm just done with it. That's what you've been asking me to do. I'm just done with it. And I just quit, and within two weeks, every symptom was gone. Amen. You know, well, the first thing I thought was, what took me so long to just do what he told me to do? Amen. Amen. So, do, do you see what I'm saying? And so God can be dealing with you about something. That's what he's asking you to do. That's, that, that's his direction for you. So the answer is found on the other side of you doing what God told you to do. And it doesn't have to be something from the Word. It's you went to the Lord and the Lord said, do this. Well, whatever he says, do it. Because those are the steps. And, and it doesn't have to be something overtly spiritual. It doesn't have to be something that is just, whoo, revelatory. Amen. I'll show you this. It, it doesn't have to be anything like that. If God says it, then my job is to follow through with it. Amen. So she said, whatever he says, you do it. I've heard people make conjecture here and whatnot. I don't, I don't know all the rules and regulations that were in place. But here's what he said. You go fill those water pots and bear it to the governor of the feast. They just did what he told them. Amen. Could something so simple as just doing what they were told produce such a great miracle? It did. It, it produced the best wine they'd ever had. So could it be that what I need God to do in my life is just simply on the other side of what He's been asking me to do? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've, I've known people that would say over and over again, I've watched them for years, say, well, the Lord's been dealing with me about that. The Lord's been dealing with me about that. The Lord's been dealing with me about that. And you know, you're nice to people, but you want to say, well, honey, when are you going to do it? Because if the Lord's been dealing with you about it, it's, He's saying it because He's directing you a certain way. Hallelujah. And, and I need to take those steps. Hallelujah. Do, do you see that? I was sitting in the, in the house one day, and uh, uh, we watched a certain program, and it was getting ready to come on, and, and I was just sitting on the couch, and and, you know, it, it wasn't anything immoral or obviously or anything of that nature. But the show was coming on. And the Lord asked me. He said, if I ask you not to watch that anymore, would you quit? I said, yes, Lord, I would. Well, he didn't have to say anymore. 
Amen. I haven't watched that show from that day to this. Won't watch it. It's on in reruns. I won't watch it. Well, the Lord asked me not to watch it. Well, why? I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's what he asked me to do. See, don't get caught up in, in trying to figure out why God's asking you to do something. If he's asking you to do it, that's enough. Amen. Amen. There's a rescue tied to that. There's a victory tied to that. You don't want to get to the end of your life and know that you're in the position you're in because you didn't do what God told you to do. Amen. Amen. So he said, whatever he says to you, she said, do that. So there are times the Lord will give you a phrase or a word that you're supposed to keep speaking over that situation. When God speaks something to you, to your spirit, that's what you answer the circumstance with. Right. Thank you. Amen. Because, because I've said this over the years. There are times people will be facing something and they're just grabbing for every scripture and they're just trying to overdose on confession. And they haven't done what they've been asked to do yet. Hallelujah. For instance, I'll use me. When when the Lord kept dealing with me to get that out of my diet, I could have kept confessing healing scriptures. I could have kept confessing He bore my pains and carried my sorrows. I am the healed of the Lord and just kept putting that in my body that was causing the problem. Hmm. Right? I had not yet done what he taught. Is the scripture true? Of course it's true. Is it right to confess it? Yes, it is. But you cannot quote the scriptures while you're not doing what he told you to do. Amen. Because he'll keep bringing you back to that. Well, you haven't done that yet. Yeah, but Lord, I need to be healed. Yeah, but you haven't done that yet. Kind of quiet. Right? I've talked to people before and they say, I need the Lord to bless me financially. Well, show me your budget. Well, I don't have one. Amen. And I say, well, the Lord's saying the first thing you need to do is budget your money. You can't spend more than you make and expect to be prosperous. Now, that, that sounds elementary, but think about it. There, there are people that stayed up all night last night, nobody in here, but people that stayed up all night last night worrying about their finances and God's been dealing with them to make one change that would fix the whole thing. Amen. 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 Say it out loud. Whatever he says. Whatever he says. That's what we do. That's what we do. When, uh, when we knew that we were going to be going to court for Lily's adoption, Liliana's adoption. We adopted our granddaughter. And uh, I was just praying about it, and the Lord gave me this phrase. This is the phrase He gave me. This whole adoption process will go without a hitch. That's what He said. The, the, day, the day after we had went to court and they'd set the date for us to come back for the adoption, the Lord told me the whole adoption process will go without a hitch. Now think about this. That's what I had to answer with. God will give you words to answer things with. Amen. 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 Because you know there are scriptures that refer to adoption. God's not giving us a spirit of fear. But right? Uh, 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 again, the spirit of bondage again into fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Well, of course, that's, that's adoptions in the Bible. But here's the thing. You, you can't take to a specific scripture 
and quote a specific scripture that says adoption is going to go smoothly. I mean, there are scriptures, you know, everything I put my hands to will prosper. He'll even make my enemies be at peace with me. But here's the thing. God had to give me something to say. And so every time a thought would come to my mind that something could go wrong, I would say, no, this whole adoption process will go without a hitch. What the Holy Spirit speaks to you is what you're supposed to answer the devil with. Because that's what God said. And you need to say it this way. No, God said this whole adoption process will go without a hitch. God said he would supply all my needs. God said my body was healed. Whatever he said to you. Amen. And that became what I would answer any thought with. That were contrary to what we were believing for. God said this is how it's going to be. This whole adoption process will go without a hitch. Amen. Because the devil will try to get you to focus on what might happen or what could happen. And your job is to keep the word God gave you in your mouth. Your job is to stay centered up on what God told you. Amen. Amen. Because that's the step. That's the first step is he gave you something to say. He gave you something to declare. Amen. The second thing is the Lord will direct you to specific scriptures. That you can use and stand on. Uh, Hebrews 13. And you know what I said earlier is truly a rescue. And the Lord spoke to me very specifically today. Early this morning. He said there are people that are consistently having pain in their body. And they have not done what I've asked them to do. And it can be change your diet or change something you're drinking or eating or lose weight or whatever it may be. But if God's dealing with you to do it, you need to do it because other things are tied to it. Other things are tied to it. Well, the Lord's been dealing with me to not watch so much TV. Then quit watching it. Ease off of it. Why? Because, Because there's something tied to that. There's something tied to your obedience. Brother Hagin was, was talking to a group of ministers one time. And uh, uh, after, after the meeting uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, the, the speaker's room. And one of the ministers was sitting there beside him. And uh, uh, Brother Hagin was praying in the Holy Spirit. And uh, he just suddenly, he just looked at this minister and he said, uh, just laugh your way through it. Just laugh your way through it. Well, the minister just started laughing in the spirit. He wasn't going through anything right then. A few weeks later, he is diagnosed with cancer. And while, after he got the diagnosis, they came out of the doctor's office, and his, and his wife was there, and she said, remember what Brother Hagin said, we're just going to laugh our way through this. Amen. And sure enough, he just started laughing, got home, and the Lord showed him two things he needed to change. He changed them, God healed him. But you know what else Brother Hagin said in that meeting? He said they were, they were talking to him about people listening, and Brother Hagin said, I have found, I have found that most people don't listen. Right. Now, he ministered for almost six decades. And this was at the close of his life. This was the year he went home. And out of 60 years of ministry, he could say, most people don't listen. That's important. I'm helping you today. See, when God says something, my step is to do what he told me to do. 
Amen. Why? Because, because it, it can be something for something that's coming, something for what you're facing, something for what you have faced. It, it's good to know the Holy Spirit is already out in my future, working on things and planning things and giving me things to say. He said he'll, re, he'll remind you of what you've been taught. He'll remind you, Jesus said, of what I've said to you. He's out in your future already preparing things, and he will give you words to say today to fix it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will, I, I will never leave you or forsake you. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. The Weiss Bible says he himself has said, and the statement is on record, I will not, I will not cease to sustain you and uphold you. I will not, I will not, I will not let you down. Hallelujah. I will not let you down. But notice what he said. He hath said, so that we may say. He hath said, so that we may say. So God has said what he said, so we could say what he said. You want to declare the things, the scriptures that the Holy Spirit ministers to your heart. When you're facing something, instead of just grabbing every scripture you know and pulling out your confession card and just whoop, 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 stop, breathe, take a breath, and find out what the Holy Spirit wants you to do with this. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there are a lot of believers, they think that because of their much confession, they're going to change something. Amen. You need to confess the word, but there's, there's no evidence that just much confession is going to change everything. Right. It's are you confessing what God said? Are you confessing what God told you? Are you standing on the scripture that God gave you? Amen. The scriptures you declare, hear me, they'll deal with unseen issues. In every circumstance that a person may be facing, there are unseen things that are operating that you can't see and I can't see, but the scripture will deal with them. Because when you speak the word of God and you speak what God said, it's going into those issues that you can't see. It's going into your future and it's fixing things that you may not even know are broken. Amen. Amen. Because, because it's, a, it's, it's ahead of you. When you speak what God said before you go to bed at night, then all through the night, that scripture, that statement is working on your behalf and changing things. And that's why people can go to bed with a problem one night and get up the next night after saying what God told them and get up the next morning and things begin to turn because while they were resting, the word was working. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So the scriptures you declare will deal with the unseen issues. Notice Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21. 
and uh, <clears throat> verse 1. It says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. This is the first scripture the Lord gave me in the process that we were going through. This is the first one. And I would declare this every day. I would insert the judge's name where it says the king's heart. I would say, Lord, judge so-and-so's heart is in your hand. It's as the rivers of water. You turn it wherever, wherever you want it to go. That's a scripture the Lord gave me. That just wasn't something I decided to say. It's something the Lord said. Amen. You see, it's not enough just to say, well, I got favor, we got it. No, you probably don't. Quite honestly, no, you probably don't. Because there's no effort behind that. What you see change in your life will change because you put the effort in to make the spiritual progress possible by doing what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because is it true we have favor? Of course it's true we have favor. God wants us to be favored. But, but there are things that may need to change so I can have that favor. There are things that I may need to, to correct or fix or do better so I can have that favor. Amen. Hallelujah. I've had business owners say before, well, we got favor, you know, so that's all that matters. And then you'd go to their business, and it looked run down, it looked second rate, it looked dirty. I don't care how much favor you have. I'm not coming to your place if it's dirty. Amen. Not coming. I'm not eating your cooking if you're dirty. Amen. Just not. Amen. You can have the best restaurant, the best food in the town, but if you got roaches, I'm not coming. Pastor, come down and pray for our place. Pray through our place. I'm going to come down and pray you get an exterminator. Put a bomb off in here or something. Amen. Now, right? Now, that, 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 that may seem elementary, but think about it. Have you ever been around people that were qualified, they were talented, they had ability, or, or whatever the case may be, but they just wouldn't fix certain things? Amen. You, you can be around somebody that's, that's wildly talented, but they're mean, they're rude. You need to change your attitude. Well, I'm not going to change my attitude, but the Lord's going to bless us. No, He's not. He's not going to bless that stinking attitude. Amen. Faith always works, but it works in conjunction with what God has told you. Amen. So we, we didn't just say, oh, we got this, we got favor in the name of Jesus. I had to spend time on this. Lord, I thank you that Judge so-and-so's heart is in your hand. And just like the rivers of water, Lord, you turn it wherever you want to turn it. Amen. And I would declare that every day. Every day I would declare that. Now, Proverbs 16. I'm just taking you through the process the Lord gave me. Amen. Because somehow we get this idea, and please don't misunderstand when I say what I'm going to say, because I don't want you to not believe big. But, 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 but think about this. We get this idea somehow that no matter what I'm believing for, that God's just going to give it to me. Right. Amen. No matter what I do. 
I need a raise at work. Okay, are you showing up early? Are you on time? Do you work when you're there? Right? Amen. See, and don't, don't, don't pull this super spiritual thing. Well, there's spiritual warfare at my job, and they just don't like me because I'm a believer, and so the devil's fighting me. But you show up late all the time. You go home early, you, right? You take extra five breaks every day. Well, I've been praying in tongues. This is not what the Bible says. She didn't say, whatever, whenever he prays in tongues, do it. He said, whatever he tells you, do it. And I'm telling you that the Bible says the hand of the diligent will bear rule. Amen. 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 I, 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 am I helping anybody? I, I, I know ministers that they want their ministry to be successful. They want to be in the full-time ministry. But dear Lord, you can't get them out of bed before 10 o'clock in the morning. And, and... Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot ever outgrow you. Nothing in your life will ever grow past you. Ministries will never grow past the minister. If they're not doing what God said, well, but you know, you know, it it don't it does matter because not only are you imparting the word to people, Paul said you are imparting yourself. And when you stand up and you minister to people and you're not following what God told you and you're living in disobedience, I'm not talking about sin, I'm just talking about disobedience, that's what's being imparted to your people. It blesses me when people come to our churches and they say, your people are so diligent and they're so, boy, they're so hardworking and they're so great. And they say, it's, it's the easiest place to preach in, in the whole state. This ought to be the easiest place to preach in the whole state because we're the most obedient people in the whole state, Amen. in my opinion. Amen. Am I helping you? And so favor is part of what God wants to do for His people but favor follows obedience. Favor follows, favor follows diligence. It's easier to show favor to somebody that's diligent than it, right? Yep. Hallelujah. Can, can I say this? I used to know a minister that, my goodness, they were just wildly anointed. Just, I mean, wild, I saw outstanding miracles in their ministry. I mean, creative miracles. Just I, I, people would come up with, one, one, one person came up with a joint that had been replaced in their body, and it had been replaced with titanium. The, 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 the bone was gone. The joint had been replaced with titanium. They came up in the prayer line, and, and the, 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 the minister laid hands on that person. They went to the doctor the next day, the next day, and came back with the report that there's no metal in their body anywhere. Amen. But, but, but the Lord told me and my wife one time, He said, I can't bless them any farther or expand their ministry any farther because they don't, have, they don't have things in place where their finances are concerned. And if I bless them anymore and they started getting more finances, He said, it would wreck them. Because they don't have things in place with the IRS. They don't have things in place with the government. Amen. That ministry had never paid taxes. He said, well, it's non-profit. I'm not talking about the, the ministry. I'm talking about the person. Right. 
They like to do things by cash. Right? I mean, think about that, Brian. You're a businessman. Somebody comes to you and says, yeah, I want to I make a deal with you, but strictly cash. That's going to make you think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah something, something's wrong. So they were, they were wildly anointed. They were powerful. But yet God said, because of this, that seems like a non-spiritual thing. I can't promote them. Amen. Now notice, Proverbs, did you find Proverbs 16, verse 7? When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Amen. I would declare that scripture every day. And I would say it this way. Father, my ways please you so you make even my enemies to be at peace with me. In other words, that scripture saying, when your ways please the Lord... He makes even up to and including your enemies to be at peace with you. Amen. So everybody's at peace with me, including my enemies. Amen. Why is that important? When you declare this, it quiets your enemy. There's a soothing that comes to them when they think about you. Amen. Amen. Because this is what the Lord said to you. So when somebody thinks about you, instead of getting frustrated, they get soothed. They get quiet. They get, boy, a peace comes over them. Why? He's making your enemies, even your enemies, to be at peace with you. Hallelujah. They quit thinking about you in hostile terms. You know, sometimes people are upsetting your enemy for nothing you did. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just the way they think. And you need that thinking change. Well, there's no talking to them. Well, just do what God told you. You don't have to talk to them if you're just doing what God told you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I can't tell you the stories I've heard of people that just did what God told them. And they would hear this over and over again. I don't know why we're doing this. Hallelujah. The first job I got when Pastor Michelle and I moved to the metro area here. The first job I got, has been 20, 25 years ago. The first job I got here, I, I went to the corporation, and, uh, and uh, I went in and, and met with the COO, and, and she uh, uh, interviewed me. Then they called me back for a second interview. Then I met with the department manager, and then they called me back in for a third interview and offered me the job. Well, I needed a job, so I took the job. And I'll never forget, her name was Lori Hoy, H-O-Y. W- wonderful woman, but very, very truthful. And she said, uh, I didn't want to hire you. She said, so this, this is not my choice, that's their choice. Well, you know, people say, well, how'd that make you feel? It didn't make me feel anyway. It'll make even my enemies to be at peace with me. Amen. Somewhere, somewhere, the Holy Spirit got in there and worked on her and decided I'm the one. Hallelujah. But it's just doing what God said to do. Do you want any job or the job? Do you want any house or the house? Do you want any, right? You don't want just any. You want the one. That means you've got to be doing what God told you to do. If God tells you to look in a neighborhood for a house and it seems like that neighborhood's out of your price range, what what are you doing? Do you want what God wants or do you want what looks easy? 
Because if you consistently go with what looks easy, you'll miss what God's saying to you. And anything you get by the power of your own hand, you got to keep by the power of your own hand. Anything you get with your intellect and your wisdom and your knowledge, you got to keep it that way. But anything you get by the Spirit of God, God keeps for you. Oh, hallelujah. If God gave it to you, God will help you keep it. If God blessed you with it, God will pay the bills. Amen. But I know God did it. Do you see that? And so we would, I would declare this. Even my enemies. That means everybody, even my enemies at peace with me. Everybody likes me. Hallelujah. So everybody doesn't like you, Pastor. Well, that's what you say. That's not what I say. And it's what I say. Am I right? Yep. Whew. What, what, what did he tell you? Oh, Lord, I don't want to. I'll say that. Don't settle. I, folks, I'm telling you, honestly, the days of settling are over. What God wants to do in these last days, we, we talk about a revival, an awakening, a harvest. Folks, God has it prepared for us, but, but it's, it's going to require pulling up stakes, getting out of the comfort zone, lifting the limits. If, God can, once, if God's able to do what He wants to do in our lives, it will require us enlarging and growing and expanding because God can't pour out everything He wants to pour out in our lives with the little tin cup we've been holding. Amen. And, and don't wait on everybody to give you something. Amen. Somebody just, just bless you, and, and somebody's just going to bless me. And, and, you know, I'm listen, that's not Bible. Faith without works is dead because it's alone. Anything God asks you to believe for, there will be something for you to do. God will, if God tells you, I'm going to give you that, or I'm going to bless you with that, I promise you He'll tell you there's something for you to do. Amen. Amen. You, 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 may, you may be praying for somebody to be saved. You may be praying for some, you know, for the lost to be saved. Well, then at your job, God might ask you to, and He probably will, to witness to your coworker or talk to whoever, share with the server, do whatever you need to do. Because, listen, things change when God's people get involved with what He asks us to do. Mm, Hallelujah. Are you with me? Pastor Michelle and I, one time, we went out to uh, Chili's to eat, and... uh, the young lady came over, the server came over to, to, to serve us, and uh, uh, we, she took our drink order and whatnot, and then she came back and, and uh, took our order, and she brought us our food, and, and then she came back, and, and she was bringing us our check, and, and I just looked at her, and I said, well, I said, uh, let me, let, can, I, can, I, can I tell you something? She said, yeah. I said, there are two kind of servers in the world. She said, really? I said, yeah. I said, those that are born again and those that are about to be, which one are you? Folks, immediately, she started crying, got on her knees in Chili's and said, I got out of bed today and told God, I need you. I need to change my life. I'm not bragging on me. I'm saying, how many other Christians came in that restaurant that day and didn't say anything? Just didn't say anything. That's that's my go-to line. I don't care who you are. If you're a mechanic, I'll say, hey, there's two kind of mechanics in the world. 
Those that are born again, those that are about to be, which are you? If they answer the first one, I go, well, praise God. If they answer the second one, well, what's stopping you? Amen. Amen. But here's, here's my point. That's something the Lord brought to me. He brought it to me through another person. But that's something God brought to me. If I don't ever use that, if I don't ever walk that out, then God can't do what He wants to do. Hallelujah. When you declare that, it quiets your enemies. Amen. That's, when, that's where you need to say, the Lord quiets my enemies. Now notice in Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 and uh, verse 7. Oh, hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 7. The Lord will cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They will come out against you one way and flee from you seven ways. So notice he says, your enemies will come from one direction, but the Lord will cause them to run from you in seven different directions. And I would declare every day, Father, my enemies may come against me one way, but they'll flee from me seven ways. And I just remind him what that means. That that means you'll discomfit them. That means that that, that you'll confuse them, and they'll be scattered. They They may all be ganging up. They may all be of one mind and one accord right now. But Father, when it comes time and they see me, they're all going to be confused. Amen. Amen. When Pastor Michelle got born again, of course, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, uh, uh, you know, people, people hear her testimony, and, and, and you always get the PG version uh, of her testimony. But uh, uh, she, was, she was not just an addict. She was mean. I, the Lord has done a work. <laughs> Amen. She's not mean now. Glory to God. But anyway, she had a, a lot against her. I mean, fines, license had been taken away. I mean, just failure after failure after failure after failure. And she had been working to pay those fines off and uh, trying to get her license back. And it came time to go back to court to get the kids back. And she went to that, that courthouse there in uh, Davidson County in Tennessee. Went to that courthouse. And when she walked in, there were people lined the hallway to testify against her. I mean, from, from the door to the courthouse, to door, the, the door to the room of the, the court, down the hall, the people were lined up to testify against her. And she went in there, just had my mom. That was it. Amen. And she, she went in there and stood before the judge. And, and, and the, uh, of course, the, uh, the prosecutor, uh, he told the judge, we have ever how many people prepared to testify that, you know, she's not fit to have these kids and she's an unfit mother and all these different things. And he's just talking and, and going on. And the judge, the judge said, okay, hang on, be quiet. And he said, uh, he, said uh, he asked over here, he said, uh, has, has she... Uh, done all of the drug tests? Yes, Your Honor. Has uh, she taken this class? Yes, Your Honor. Has she done this? Yes, Your Honor. He said, I don't need to hear any more from you. Give her kids back. That's it. The deck was stacked. They thought. Your enemies will come out against you one way and they'll flee from you seven. Did you, did you see? So let them say what they want. What did God say to you 
One of the things the Lord told my wife was, you will not need to fear them. Hallelujah. Because they'll flee from you. What does this mean? Your enemy becomes confused. God confuses your enemy. Have you read through the Old Testament how many times when a number larger than Israel could handle, a number larger than the army could overcome, and it says that God confused them and they turned on each other? We, 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 we preach and teach about Gideon and, you know, 300 men and, and breaking the pitchers and the sword of the Lord and Gideon. But do you remember what happened in that battle? It says they turned on each other. They killed each other. They were confused. Amen. Amen. God confused the enemy. And so right now, because you're doing what God told you to do, the enemy is becoming confused. Hallelujah. And things will be set in motion that actually favor you instead of harm you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Now, let me say this. Don't leave this to chance. You need your enemies confused. Amen. You want them not knowing what to do. That's important. Hallelujah. Lord. So don't leave it to chance. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 27. I'm just taking you through some things that we would do, that I would do. Deuteronomy 33, 27. The eternal God is your refuge. Underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and say, destroy them. Every day I would say, Father, I thank you that you're my refuge. God's everlasting arms are holding me up. God drives my enemies out from before me. This is what the Lord told me to say. In uh, verse 29 of the same chapter. Happy are you, O Israel, who's like unto you? People saved by the Lord, the shield of your help. Who is the sword of your excellency? And your enemies will be found liars, and you shall tread upon their high places. I would say this, happy are Philip and Michelle. We are saved by the Lord. The Lord is the shield of our help. The Lord is the sword of our excellency. And our enemies are found liars. They're found to be subdued. Now, I'm not giving you a formula. I'm showing you this is what the Lord told me. Hallelujah. I would declare these scriptures that the Lord led me to. Now, here's the importance. I didn't add to them. I just stayed with this. Well, I confess 150 scriptures a day. Okay, that's, that's great. But what did the Lord tell you to say? Out of that 150, there's probably at least five God really wants you to focus on. Right. Amen. When Pastor Michelle and I were believing for our, for our home, uh, you know, all of our kids grew up and moved out. <laughs> oh, happy day. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but, but then, of course, God blessed us with Liliana. Right. So, you know, we were, we were going to be apartment people. You don't got to mow a yard in an apartment. Amen. Right? Or maintenance. You got that, right? But in any event, God blessed us with Liliana. And of course, we've never regretted that. And uh, I, I, I wanted, I, well, I wanted my wife and my daughter to have a home, a, a house. And uh, 
uh, the more I thought about it, the scripture that the Lord kept bringing to me was in the dwelling place of the righteous are precious and pleasant riches. Amen. Amen. And he began to give me the exact home that he wanted us to have. And he kept saying this to me, brick house. I want you to have, not Rick James, a brick house. (laughs) Y'all don't think I know about that stuff. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Get your mind sanctified. (laughs) Super freak. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Couldn't you see Kevin Cairo in an afro? Super freaky. <laughs> Look, Carol, she's like, I remember, I remember. <laughs> oh, glory. Where are we at? Brick house is what it was. Amen. And, and I, I was going through the other day. I was go. I I I I had written it out on yellow on a yellow legal pad, and I went through and pulled those confessions out, and 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 I was telling somebody the other day the last confession that I had there was Lord I thank you for our beautiful brick home I thank you Father that it's filled with precious precious and pleasant riches and and here's the thing every time I go to my house I walk into that confession, Amen. but that's what the Lord told me to say. I didn't just write that down. The Lord told me to say that. Amen. Amen. If he'd have told me Cape Cod style house, that's what I would have written down. What did God tell you? This is not just about things. It's about how does this affect your life? The power of God goes where you assign it. And if you don't have an assignment for it, and I assign it by saying what God told me, Amen. Before we leave today, we're going to do that. We're going to assign the power of God to some things. Whether it's a family relationship, a health issue, financial issue, uh, uh, whatever it may be. Bondage, oppression, whatever it may be. We're going to assign the power of God and it's going to go. It's going to change. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, Lord, I'll say that. Somebody just said this in your heart. You said, yeah, but what I'm believing for, it's impossible to get it. Okay, from your mouth to God's ears. If you say it's impossible, it's impossible. Because Jesus said you'd have what you say. There is nothing that you're dealing with that's impossible. There's no healing that's impossible. There's no freedom that's impossible. There's nothing that you need that it is impossible for you to have it. I just gotta, I, I, I just gotta do what God told me to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, finally, number three, take the stand of faith and refuse to be moved. This, this is as key as anything. Take the stand of faith and refuse to be moved. First Timothy six twelve. We had taught on that for a number of weeks. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is saying some things to you today. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And say, you know, you know, Jonah only used eight words and it turned to city. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That was it. And the king heard that eight word sermon and repented. And God spared the whole city. Amen. One minister I know was, was, was faced with a, a, a large financial deficit. Somewhere around a half a million dollars. And they had to have it in just a few months. You say, well, what'd they do? First thing they did is went and got their nails done. Then they asked God, well, what do I, how do I answer this? And here's what the Lord said. He said, don't do anything. There are people all around them trying to tell them what to do. And, and, and you need to do this. And you need to do this. And the Lord said, don't do anything. Amen. Amen. Well, what happened? God fixed it. Yeah, but that's a minister. That's not the point. They just did what God told them to do. Right. Amen. Amen. If the Lord tells you to stop, what do you do? Act on that one word, stop. Right. If He tells you to go, what do you do? Go. Right. Amen. You can be sitting in church and God will say, give in this offering. Well, He didn't tell me how much to give. That's irrelevant. He told you to give in that offering. That means if you've got a dollar in your pocket, God said, give it, and I'm going to do something because on the other side of your obedience to what I said is your victory. Faith is honest. Faith is looking and saying, have I done what God told me to do? Right? Very often we, we examine those, those, those issues. Am I offended? Have I, am I walking in unforgiveness? Faith is honest about am I doing what God has told me to do? I don't know if you may be in disobedience. That's not my place to know. I, I know you could be, but you got to be honest. Have you done what God told you to do? Because if you have, on the other side of that's your victory. Amen. Amen. First Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you're called, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So this is obviously a fight of faith, not a fight for faith. It's a fight from a position of faith. We fight with faith. We lay hold. We confess. Our stand is a stand of believing and speaking. And refute. Now here's something important. And refusing to alter our heart and our mouth to fit our situation. You stand with what God said. You don't alter your heart or your mouth to fit the circumstance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So you remember, I, I go all the way back to what the Lord said. He said this whole process will go without a hitch. This whole process will go without a hitch. Amen. And so, and so the day we went to finalize the issue... We, we went in the courtroom and uh, met with the judge, and 15 minutes later, it was over. The whole process went without a hitch. Amen. The judge was nicer to us. He wasn't ever ugly, but he was nicer. People were nice. Amen. Now, <clears throat> it, it takes... I don't want to just use the word tenacity. It takes a grounding to just stand on what God told you. Right. And to get, get 
your mind out of the question. Because the enemy will start with, why is it taking so long? Why hadn't it happened yet? If that's God's will, how come? Why this? Why isn't this done? How come this isn't done? Have you done what God told you to do? Yes, I have. Then all those other things are irrelevant. Because it'll all come to pass. What he said. Amen. Hebrews 10 and 23. I got one more scripture after this. Hebrews 10 and 23. The Amplified Bible says, Let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope that we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. So what do you do? You hold the declaration or acknowledging of the truth without wavering, not inclining. All right, that's what that word without wavering means. It means not inclining to be firm, to be unmoved. You hold on to that. What? What he said. What he said. That's why I'll ask people, they say, well, Pastor, what do I need to do here? Well, what did the Lord tell you? Uh, 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 uh. Well, there you go. Amen. Brother Charles Cowan, who pastors uh, Faith is a Victory Church in Nashville, Tennessee, he was a, a, a class president of the first Rama class, and a graduating class in 1974. And he was, he was going to Rama there, and uh, uh, a church uh, opened up, and wanted him to pastor that church. And he could still drive back and to to Ramah. And uh, he was kind of deciding what he should do, determining what he should do. And he had an opportunity to talk to Brother Hagin one day. And he went to Brother Hagin and he told him the situation. He said, I'm just wondering what I should do. And Brother Hagin looked at him and said, well, how in the world am I supposed to know? And walked off. Well, he's going for advice. No. How do I know what you're supposed to do? I can tell you what the Word says about your circumstance, but I don't know what you're supposed to do. you got to hear that Word from God. Amen. 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 Glory to God. James 1, this will be it, our last scripture, I think. There's really no place to stop. you just got to jump off and kind of put it in park. Till the next time. Verse 6, James 1, 6. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers like a wave of the sea driven with the wind of toss, wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man's unstable in all of his ways. Now, you know, we hear that, and, and it's kind of elementary to us, but waver means to sway to and fro, to become unsteady. Or uh, to feel, th- this, this is what I like. To feel or to show indecision. To fluctuate. Once you know what God said, don't allow indecision to get in there. This is what God told me. Don't fluctuate. And I've seen that over the years. People will come and say, well, the Lord told me to do this. And, 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 And then six months later, well, the Lord's telling me to do this. And Well, you know, it's not that God can't Oh, Lord, help me say this right. It's not that God can't change his mind. 
he did change his mind. We read that in the Old Testament. When, when, when it says God repented of the evil he was going to do or the destruction. Well, it just means God changed his mind. God's never done anything wrong, so there's nothing for him to repent for. He changed his mind. So it's not that God can't change his mind about something, but God doesn't tell you to do something one month and two months later tell you to do something else. Right. I had a lady come to me one time, and she wants, she wants me to help her with her marriage. Caught me after church. I want you to help me with my marriage. And my husband's this. And my, and my pastor is and just talked ugly about her pastor. Talked ugly about her husband. And you know, what do I do? I said, lady, I'm not your pastor. I don't know what to tell you. Now, those weren't the exact words, but this is what I got across to her. Well, that wasn't very compassionate. I don't have any voice into her life. This same lady told people, she, they said, where do you go to church? She said, oh, I don't go to any church in particular. I just get up on Sunday morning and pray and wherever the Holy Ghost tells me to go. Yeah, and your life is evidence of nobody speaking into your life. Amen. There's evidence in that person's life that nobody is speaking anything into their life. When you come to church on Sunday morning, Wednesday, Sunday night, whenever time you're able to be here, when you come to church, you're not just here to hear a sermon. You're here to hear words. You're here to hear something that God wants spoken into your life. And it can rescue you, stabilize you, free you, give you the victory, heal you, set you free. Amen. And it's not, not just because I'm speaking it. In the local church, every time the doors are open, the potential for change exists for your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? And so, and so there's no way to help that person because they won't what? They won't be steady. There's indecision. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just not sure it's going to work out. What did God tell you? That's your surety. That's your surety. I say that's your surety. If God told you to walk across the street and there was going to be a man standing over there that was going to bless you with $1,000, your job's get walking. Yeah, but I don't see him. I don't, he might be hiding behind the pole. I don't know. But he'll show up. Amen? Right? Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? What, what's my job? Not to show indecision. Because if I wait, he might get tired of waiting. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 8 of the Amplified Bible says, For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he's unstable, unreliable, uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Now notice what this says. This says that being that wavering makes me unstable, unreliable, uncertain about everything I think, I feel, or decide. So you can't be irresolute about what God has told you and expect to be resolute about other things. Amen. Because the way you do anything is how you do everything. Amen. So what did he tell you to do? Well, I believe the Lord wants me to take this job, but it's actually a cut and pay, but he told me to take the job. Okay, then the, your job's take the job. Amen. Right? Because God's a, good, God's a good manager. 
he's a good mathematician. He understands the cut, supposedly, that you're going to take. But here, here's the issue. For greater to show up, right? R- remember the story in John 4? It, 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 says, it says they came to the bridegroom, the, the governor, the, in, in other words, the party planner, came to the bridegroom and said, man, what have you done? He said, most men save, serve the best wine, and then after people are inebriated, they serve the, best, the, the, the worst. He said, you save the best till last. Right? So, so, so what does that mean? God knows that he may be asking you to do something that looks like a deficit, but he's got something greater for you on the other side of your obedience than what you had in the beginning. If you get trapped into this way of thinking that what you have is the best it'll ever be, that's, that's a sorry, sad way to live. You've got to begin believing that your best days are ahead of you, that God's got more for you than he's ever had. Amen. Yes, you can say that happens to me all the time. So a a steadfast person receives. Steadfast to what? What did God tell you? What did God tell you? Now, I I know there are people that can take that too far. But what did God tell you? The Lord told John Osteen one time, he said, uh, y'all do know who John Osteen was, right? And uh, Joel's dad. But anyway, he told him he was building that great church, Lakewood Church in Houston. And, uh, of course, growing church, they needed finances. And the Lord told John Osteen, he said, if I told you to hang an offering basket from the ceiling and put a 12-foot ladder up to it, and tell people they can only give between the hours of 12 and 2 in the morning. He said, John, I've got people that would hear me and come give. Amen. Amen. Whatever God tells you to do, you do it. Because those are the words he wants you to act on. I say those are the words he wants you to act on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't be a casual hearer of the word. Just, just listen to it casually. Well, I listen to it going to bed at night. Okay, for, for the first five minutes before you fall asleep, you hear the word. I understand. But here's, here's the point, and it's getting in your spirit, and I understand that. But you can't be casual about this. Amen. I, I've, 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 I've made people kind of upset with me at times in the past because they'd say, well, this is what we need to do. We can't do that. That's not what God told us. I had a guy look at me and say, you are, you are, you are, well, he said a, a, a worse word than this. He said, you're the most frustrating person in the world because you just, what, you just stick with, with, with what you, what, what you say God said. <laughs> of course, if it's working, why change it? But number one, number two, if it's in the Word, and we see it in the Word, whatever He tells you to do, do it. Amen. And so people are going to say you're stubborn. People are going to say uh, you're whatever, you're hard to deal with or hard-headed. No, you're just determined to see what God said come to pass in your life. Don't negotiate with people's unbelief. Don't, don't, don't negotiate with unbelief. Don't give it any place. Well, if you do that, what do you mean if I do that? If is gone, I'm going to do it. There's no if to it. I'm going to do it. 
Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to do what he said. Tell him, say, there's no if involved. I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Now we're going to wrap up with this. I said we were going to sign the power of God. The Bible tells us a story, and we're not going to take the time to go there. But it says that uh, Jesus was in his house in Capernaum, and uh, that it was full. And it says that there were people there that needed to be healed. It said that doctors and lawyers from around the town had come and the region. And it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. But the interesting thing that we see is it says that a man came that was born by four, four of his friends, and they took him up on the roof, made a hole in the roof, let him down in front of Jesus. And you'll remember the story. That man got healed and set free. We have no record that anybody else in that room got healed. But yet the Bible says the power of God was present to heal them. Hallelujah. Every time you show up at church, the power of God is present. Everywhere you're at, the power of God is present. Amen. Brother, the Lord told Brother Hagin this. He said, he said, when Jesus was on the earth, he said, uh, Jesus was the power of God. Because he was the only man spiritually alive that the power could flow through. He said, but when Jesus went to heaven and the Holy Spirit came to the earth and indwells believers, he said, the power is everywhere. And he said, there's enough power, there's enough power to clear out every sick room, every hospital room, every mental ward. There's enough power to totally close them down. He said, if somebody would just access it. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like a fire and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock? And the Amplified Bible says the rock of the most stubborn resistance. And, the, and Paul told us that the word of God is the power of God. Amen. So what does that mean? If we take what God has told us today, you take what God has told you personally in a moment when we stand up and you take it and you strike that situation, it's got to break. It's got to break. Why? Because you're assigning the power of God. And, and there's specific areas. If you're believing for a family to be saved, we're going to assign the power of God to that today. If you're believing for physical healing, we're going to assign the power of God. If you're believing for financial victory, we're going to apply the power of God to that today. And we're going to see it change. But before we do, bow your heads with me today. Watching online here in this room. Whether you're watching online or here in, in the room with us. If you've heard what we've said today and, and, and you believe what God said. But maybe in your heart, in your spirit, there's a knowing that you're not where you need to be with God. You're not right with Christ. However you want to say it. Unsaved, not born again. I need Jesus in my life. Whether you're watching online or here in the room. If you're watching online, we'll give you a, a moment here and a moment to pray. If you're here in this room and that's you, say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. I need things to change. I need the circumstances to be different. I need some help. Whatever it may be. If you're here and you're not 100% certain with eyes bowed, heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you, just lift your hand up. Nobody looking, nobody watching you. Lift your hand up. God bless you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. God bless you.
Hallelujah. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now, whether you're watching online or here in this room, I want everybody to say this with me today, if you would, for the sake of those that raise their hands. Hallelujah. They're making a commitment from where they're at. And we're believing that God's going to turn their lives around. Online, right here in the room, say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that Jesus was born in the earth, that he lived here, that he died for my sin, and he rose from the grave. And I believe that he's alive today and that he is my Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you said that with us, we believe that according to the word of God, you're born again. And your life will never be the same. That's the first step. Amen. Now stand up with me today if you would. Hallelujah. Now get in your mind what you're applying the power of God to. I told my wife something. It's going to sound funny coming from me because especially those of you that know me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not tentative, I'm not, I'm not lackadaisical, but I told her something. I said, I'm all in. This is, this is, this is the year. And I, I'm all in to see what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what, do you, what do you need to see change? Now, remember, the power of God is working whether you feel it or whether you see it. Amen. Young lady, you might not have felt anything, but you got saved today. Amen. Amen. God Amen. changed your life. Hallelujah. 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 And, and, and I know you may not understand all these things, but the Lord said to tell you this. And, and girl, better is just around the corner. Better is just, you get the power of God operating in your life, and life gets better. Life gets better. So, so don't let anybody talk you out of coming to church and being discipled and getting involved in what's going on, because better is just around the corner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we love you. This whole congregation loves you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what, what do you want to assign the power of God to? You've got to determine. Because whether you feel it or see it or not, it's working. It's present. Amen. Now, you've you got to fill in the blanks. I'm going to lead you in this prayer, and you've got to fill in the blanks, and then we're going to believe it. Amen? Say this out loud. Say, Father, Father in the name of Jesus. I assign the power of God. And now you need to fill in the blank right there. Amen. Hallelujah. And say, I expect that situation to change right now. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. I'm whole. I'm healed. I'm blessed. My family's saved. Right now. The healing power's working. The redeeming power's working. The delivering power is working. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now testify to your neighbor and say, I got free today. 
Tell them, say, the power's working in me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Whew. Well, certainly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah.